Father Productions presents In Conclusion We Digress The best hour of your life On that, I wanted to spend the last, like, the last portion of the podcast today talking about baseball because today, December 7th, is the beginning of the MLB virtual winter meetings. Usually, this is a week filled with rumors and trades and signings, all that kind of stuff happening since all the GMs usually gather in one place and lots of conversations take you know, go on. But uh, since it's virtual, I'm expecting a slower week this week, but Still celebrating the holiday, we figured we'd do a kind of an off-season preview for both the Mets and the Yankees, as nothing has really happened of that much significance yet, and there's still a lot of time for us to make some predictions about free agents and what they'll do, and a lot of optimism for both teams moving forward, so definitely uh, going to be a lot of fun to talk about this for a little bit. So figured we'll, uh, we'll start with the guy who's behind both Pat and I right now, uh, Uncle Stevie and his New York Mets. The team with far more to Hell yeah. The, the team with much more to gain. That's that's, so that's true, and yeah. lots you more you money to, to spend. You have to be you have to be in a ditch to gain things, though. So yeah, as yeah, they say, exactly. <laughs> well, that's, that's you have to be in some sort of. You need to have some sort of dearth of gained things in order to gain the things. That was that was that was <laughs> too <was> Confucius. Much. <laughs> Confucius. I believe that was Confucius. <laughs> this is the first off season that for Pat and I as Met fans, we've been alive, that we don't have uh, incompetent pieces of shit running the team. So mm-hmm. this has already been a lot more fun, starting from Uncle Stevie's press conference a few weeks ago and just his interactions on Twitter. Him and I have become close friends now on Twitter. because yes. <laughs> I, I, I noticed that. As a follower yeah. of Daniel, I, I, I have <laughs> taken note. So it's just been more – it's been fun to actually see someone who's competent knows what they're doing uh, kind of running mm-hmm. the show and giving their input. But – Basically, the only thing the Mets have done so far, uh, they signed a relief pitcher by the name of Trevor May from the Twins to a two-year, $15 million deal. I think it's a great signing. Look at his uh, picture, though. He doesn't look great. That's all I'm saying. He <laughs> looks kind of like a creep. And that's all. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. I, I Googled him. Uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, Trevor May. It's not Trevor Bauer, but, you know, it's a Trevor. It's a little sus. Sure. And I was like, oh, he looks worse. That's because Trevor Bauer is going to be a Yankee. Yeah. I don't know about that, but and I will say you guys got Stroman back on the qualifying offer, which is Jake for the Mets. And yes, we got Marcus Stroman back, which is which is good. Um, a good signing at least for this year. I, was not, I don't know if they'll bring him back next year. I was not expecting year, that either. Neither I was, was not, I. Uh, yeah, I thought he was gone. I thought he would. Uh, I well, again, know, pursue. I don't know if he was a huge fan of the. Uh, and I, this might be what you were about to say, Dan, but the, of the prior administration. Oh yeah, no, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I was going to say. That's probably what it was. I mean, he tweeted that he's Cohen comes in who actually wants to fucking yeah. <laughs> play, you know, run the team the right way. Yeah, he, that's exactly what Marcus Stroman tweeted. He's like, I mm-hmm. watched the presser. I am psyched to be back on this team and help mm-hmm. you win. That, that presser was great. Adam. And as as much as I love the uh, like the the confidence and the I guess swagger for lack of a better term that that Steve Cohen presented during that press conference and in general is is his use of Twitter is is pretty. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you can tell it's an old person running the Twitter because he like he'll re- he actually replied to Marcus um, like as part of that tweet. Yeah, uh, I'm glad to hear it. I'll I'll call you later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's he's literally like a tweeting grandpa. That's what he is. He doesn't know yeah, how yeah, to, like yeah. the lingo. Like he he just which is fine. You know, it's great. It's fine. It's great. 
again, I, I just like it because it's, it's transparency. And that's something that, again, we haven't had in a very long time. So just, again, quickly going back to the Mets. Again, so far, yes, Stroman came back on the qualifying offer. They got Trevor May, who has been a really, really good pitcher for the Twins the last couple of years. He has like a sub three RA. He's a huge strikeout guy. I think he was like second in the league in K's per nine last year. So he's a really, really good pickup for a Mets bullpen that really needs a lot of help. And that actually brings me to my next point. Just the, I think the Mets team needs, I wrote them down. I think they're pretty glaringly obvious to anyone who watches the Mets or just baseball in general. Um, beyond Jacob DeGrom and I guess to a much lesser extent now Marcus Stroman, they have really no starting pitching. So they need a lot of new starting pitching depth and preferably Trevor Bauer if he wants to come to New York. Relief that, pitching that depth sure still. Enough. I mean, for sure, getting the Cy Young next to DeGrom, that's not too bad. Um, uh, and especially if, if Syndergaard can come back and be anything like anything from what he once was and some semblance of his past self. Yep. Mm-hmm. But they're expecting he'll be back in like May. So if you can, you know, give a hundred innings this year, that's Tommy John's always make. tough. You know, you can get through faster. Uh, well, that's... It, dep- it depends on the person. I think some pitchers have been able to do it. Some pitchers just like collapse and that probably burn. Won't Probably won't happen though. It'll be it'll be fun. <laughs> Wait, before you go into before you go into your list of needs, can I make a statement? Oh, certainly, yes. So the I'm just looking right now. I was looking at the uh, payroll. So just seeing what everybody's working with. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like the Mets payroll is at 144 million right now. Yes, that's yeah. with uh, Trevor May's contract. So 147 million, 147 mm-hmm. million, 130. Uh, so they have approximately sixty-two million in space to work with. That, that just, right until the luxury tax, yes. Correct, the two ten, which I mean, it doesn't really matter anymore because you're not poor. You guys are out of the poorhouse. Yes. Um, they were never poor. They were just like they were just stingy. I think that's the I think that's the no. They had debt, dude. They had like a billion dollars in debt. No, I, I understand that, but their payroll was still like top five in the league. Mm. Well, it's New York, it has wasn't it? Yeah. it? It was. It was a top payroll, but it was just not performing like a top payroll. They were in the top five once in the last 10 years. I would say top I thought, 10. I thought they were higher. Top 10 is mm-hmm. more accurate. They're a top 10 payroll. They were top 10, more, like they were like yeah. seven or eight, but top five, they usually didn't crack that. So, but it, regardless. So, aside from, aside from additional starting pitching, or maybe any additional starting pitchers you think they can go out and sign now that you have money? Yeah. So, I mean, again, they've been connected to Trevor Bauer. I mean, as a lot of teams have, the Yankees have too. Jake Odorizzi, uh, another former twin pitcher he's had a couple of good years and the Mets pitching coach used to be the pitching coach with Minnesota so there's you know thoughts that they might have a you know reuniting uh in in Queens so that'd be interesting it's also not too much risk as Bauer has said he only wants a one-year deal and that he will only take one-year deals but yeah. obviously that you know that might change but he's just trying to maximize earnings oh yeah I, I mean <clears throat> he's also 30 years old mm-hmm. so long-term deal wasn't going to be what you wanted to do in the first place. So I guess him saying he wants a one-year deal is, is helpful for helpful. Both himself and whatever franchise he ends up going to. I mean, this would be a humongous signing for the Mets. So you think you'd have to pay him like Garrett more than Garrett Cole? No. Well, here's what I've heard. I, I heard it the same thing as you. I heard that he wants like a one-year deal, but mm-hmm. if he gets the one-year deal, he would want the average value to be higher than Garrett Cole. So he wouldn't get obviously the value of Cole's contract, but yeah. But we'd want something like north of 40. Almost. Which is weird because yeah, at, yeah. He's, yeah. he's like, thir- he's what? He's going to be 30, right? He's going to be 30. He's, he's coming 30. off his season. You oh, he's 30 think, now. You think, yeah. I, I think he's 29 turning 30. So he's like. Yeah, yeah. He's, call him 30. 
because yeah, when yeah. the season starts. Which is, I think it, it is a strange way to look at it. Like, you could really get some value for yourself in a long-term deal because like, you think that – He could also blow out his arm this year and be fucked. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, when you sign a one-year deal for $40 million instead of a – He's betting on himself. A five-year yeah. deal for $200 million, let's just say. Like, I mean, granted, he's, he's coming off an elite year, but I, I, it was a I short guess season. to me, like, you got – yeah, exactly. Like you're you're gambling to pay a guy forty million dollars, and if he if he isn't the best pitcher in baseball, you're paying him forty. Let's say it's like forty three million dollar contract, and he's not the best pitcher in baseball. He also has what you have Jacob Degrom on your staff. Okay, the, the best pitcher who's is making on the far Mets, less. So like, who's making who will be making far less thing. than that value? Can <laughs> yeah. you can you justify paying Trevor Bauer forty two to forty five million dollars? Can you justify if he's not going to even be the best pitcher million. in your rotation? Can you justify spending $75 million on two pitchers? I mean, when at least one of them is Jacob DeGrom, yes. But, but I'm saying, like, if you, if you sign Trevor, Trevor Bauer to a one-year, yeah. $42 million deal, and you have Jacob DeGrom at $33.5 million plus a two-signing bonus, so he's making $36 million. So if you sign, that's over $75 million on two pitchers. That, that's also arguably the two best pitchers in baseball, though. At least one of the two, if not, yeah. Then you also have one year because then after that one year, you have to figure out what the hell. Like, yeah, you have to well, hope here, that Trevor Bauer wants to stay with you. Yeah. It, here's the thing for me. I think for this year, if he's going to take the one-year deal, it's a gamble worth taking because, again, Steve Cohen has so much money, which, you know, I, he doesn't care. Like, if it's the right piece, he said he'll do it. You have $25 million freed up because Robbie Cano is the biggest fuck up on the face of the earth. So the Mets have $25 million just extra to spend now. So you could throw all that towards Bauer's contract, which I know is not necessarily the best game plan, but in theory, you could do that. Props to to Robbie for taking one for the team there. (laughs) (laughs) This is the fucking bizarro world that the Mets live in now. The Mets, every situation, like with this, is just like such a fuck up, like a terrible situation. Do it for the team. Every good thing happened as a result of Robbie's fuck up here. Like he was the worst second baseman on their roster. He like he hit he hit well because he's, he hit well he's one he of was. the best contact hitters in baseball. He will turn his hands over on anything in his prime. You don't think that the fact that he is taking drugs is, is helping his cause? No, <laughs> no, of course it is. But he, he what the what did he do steroids this year and then suck? He didn't, I mean, he, I don't, he didn't suck. He actually hit. He, like, he had a decent year this year. So, but like, again, I'm also reason. gonna. Here's my my other commentary on Trevor Bauer. His career stats. Oh, career stats. Yeah. Trevor Bauer's career ERA is four. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's from start to finish. Here his career of average, ERAs. but not like that much. Six point oh, five point two, four point one, four point five, four point two, four point one, two point one, four point four eight, and then one point seven three. I. <laughs> A 30-year-old, you're guaranteeing me he's not just going to go back to being a 4.2 ERA guy you're going to be paying $40 million a year for? It just seems like such a huge risk. I know the reward is, in theory, really big, but mm-hmm. you also have to take into account that like, his really low ERA came in his, by far, lowest appearances since his like, first two seasons. So it's this, the ERAs of 6 and 5.2 were seasons when he pitched four games. Every other season, he pitched over 26, 26 or more games. Um, and last year, he pitched 11 games. So I'd love to see how his wins are portioned out in terms of is it, you know, win-loss, 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 or was it like all wins and then some losses? Like, is, how, what's his consistency like? Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to be paying a guy with a 3.6 ERA $40 million. Of course not. 
again, the, the, the risks of, of this move are, are duly noted. I think that's why a lot of teams are like going to be taking their time yeah. doing their like work with him. They want to make sure they're Due not diligence. overpaying for him. And, exactly. But like I said, for a team like the Mets that are at this point, the only team in baseball who are not operating at like a loss from last year, they're not like looking to shed any sort of salary. They can afford to take kind of a hit on the chin for like a one year project with him. And if it doesn't work, then you cut your losses and, and he's a free agent next year and you figure out what the next, uh, next move is, you, but you'll learn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just, I, yeah. I, I mean, to, to me, I guess it's just like, you don't want Steve Cohen's first move to be a complete and utter fucking failure. Well, I, yeah, mean, I mean, if, if, at this point, if it's, it's a one year second deal. or third move, but well, no, but I mean, but this no, is his first like move, <laughs> no, because move. the Mets I, could I have done the other two fucking things with the same front office. Yeah, no, of course. They of can't course. pay someone $42 million without Steve Cohen's money. Right. I mean, Mets fans are going to stand by it, but the rest of the league is going to fucking flame him if he doesn't do well. I mean, it, it's not as big of a risk. If it's one year, it's not as big of a risk as you think. If it was a multi-year contract, then I would, I would be more skeptical. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't really feel like I want to sign him to like a five or six year deal. I feel like that's not. Yeah, no. Sure. It's too old for that. We, Especially for someone who's 30. Right, we're gonna have to re-sign guys like Conforto. We're gonna have to re-sign guys like McNeil and Alonso. Like, there's a lot of other money that has to be allocated elsewhere. Uh, I don't think investing G- Garrett Cole money into Bauer for six, seven years is, is worth it. No, that, so. I'm, I'm completely on board for that. Yeah, and Dom, Dom Smith, too. and Dom too. Yeah. So, I mean, the other couple things I wanted to touch on about the Mets too before we uh, move to the Yankees, I did. There is a lot to talk about with the Yankees as well. So the other couple needs that the Mets have are at catcher, and then I would argue at center field as well. Um, they don't really have a true center fielder playing the position defensively, even though Brandon Nimmo has been a really great offensive center fielder. I do think what the Mets are going to end up trying to do is going to sign James McCann, who's the number two catcher in the free agent pool. Um, as much as I like JT Real Muto, he's the top guy. And I think they're going to try and get Bauer for a year and then try and sign Springer long-term, which I don't really – know how I feel about that either because he's also 30 years old and he's gonna no well you forgot the fact that he's a cheating piece of shit well that too but yeah from from just like a a strictly playing standpoint I don't know if I want to have to be paying George Springer 30 million a year to play center field two years and then have a a situation where you have to trade either Conforto or Nimmo or Dom Smith because now you're oh George Springer all this money Mm -hmm. Jackie Bradley Jr. is younger and better defensively yeah, I mean, a little bit better defensively, probably maybe arguably not as good of a hitter, but oh, not, not even close, uh, he had a but... career low in strikeouts in, in 20, his lowest or his lowest um, strikeout rate was in, in 2020. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love to see him leave Boston to make people from Boston cry. So I don't know. I think that would be a, a smarter deal than George Springer. And I really don't want to hate anyone's guts who's on the Mets. And I will have to fully hate the Mets again if you get George Springer. Again, because of one guy? He is a classless animal. Yes, absolutely. He's a cheater and he got away with it. And he's been so fucking smug about it since they got away with it. Nana he's been more fair. smug than any of them have. Nana is a cheating whore. <laughs> <Where'd you get laughs> those yeah, I have no patience for him, Altuve, that whole fucking team. I think they all should have been thrown out of baseball. But they aren't, so we have to figure out where they're going to go now. But I, I would assume he'll probably stay with the Astros. Bring back Juan Lagares on a team-friendly deal. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> pay him, pay him fifty k a year, and uh, that'll that'll be it <laughs> for for good defense and no hitting to, to speak hit of one forty and to have two home would, runs. And on that day, not one hit was had. Oh, so God. what? So what else aside from a, an outfielder? Do you think the Mets like need need to? to I, really I still need? think they need bullpen. 
Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah. So that, that was going to be my last – Pat, I want to hear your thoughts too. But my ideal offseason, and I want, I'll get into trades in a second too, but my ideal offseason for the Mets, you bring in Real Muto on like a three- or four-year deal because, uh, I mean, I don't think there's any dispute. He's the best overall catcher in baseball, defensively and offensively. You take the gamble on Bauer for a year and put him into the rotation, and then you go and get one of Liam Hendricks or Brad Hand for the bullpen to add to that. And then I would do everything I can to trade for Francisco Lindor. Those are my four moves that I think would mm-hmm. be an ideal, perfect offseason. Like, unfortunately, a lot of the relief, with the relief pitchers, I just pulled up the list now, um, mm-hmm. a lot of familiar names, a lot of old names. Uh, when I say that, I look at what I say, when I, what I mean by that, I look at your, like your Mark Melanson's um, mm-hmm. and who else? Like your Sergio Romo's, like yeah. both two pitchers who have had successful careers and have been, um, I guess, dominant for their respective teams but the, you know they're in their late 30s now so not yep. a lot of young names at least on the relief pitcher front from based on what i've seen uh the youngest the name that i'm of, seeing is who are you gonna say i mean may is 31 but, I was like, uh, trevor may was young which is a good, Robert, younger, uh, which is a good move brad hand i think is 28 29 he's 31 31 oh. all right uh and, I know, and a couple former mets legends on this list just uh, i just wanted to to bring uh, the got, dog shit on the list. I know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, well, th- two names: Hanso Robles, oh, the best, oh. and, Ty- and Tyler Clippard. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a Yankee too. Yankee. Yankee, yeah, former Yankee, yeah. Uh, he was a Met first. No, was not he a, a Yankee first? He was a Yankee first. Clippard, hundred yeah. percent was a Yankee first. I thought he went to the Yankees first, then to the Mets, and then back to the yeah. Yankees. And we went back to the Yankees. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of the second time. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Greg yeah. Holland. So definitely, I mean, the, the bullpen to me seems to be a little bit more, maybe not more, mm, way more important than the starting pitching. I'm sorry. That's, I'm just going to say it because there's been for, so for many the scenarios where the Mets have had, yeah, where the Mets have had good games that, you know, we were watching this year and then the bullpen comes like, well, it's fucking over now because they're not going to be able to hold a two run lead. I mean, you do need a bullpen that can hold you a two run lead. And I think that that's what they need to develop. Yeah, because yeah, if they, the they, that's a good grab. If they get Trevor Bauer, then their rotation, once everyone's back healthy, would literally be DeGrom, Bauer, Syndergaard, Stroman, and then probably David Peterson at the five, who had a great rookie year. What a great and year. And then that means yeah. Seth Lugo goes back to the bullpen, and he was Mats. their best bullpen arm. Math would be in the bullpen. Yep. The, there's there's area, ways to move things around and make their bullpen better, but I do agree with you, Kyle. They need to make at least another move or two to strengthen up that bullpen. Because Batanzas didn't have – he had a shitty year. Jerry's Familia sucks, like, worse yeah. than anything. I'm still not confident in Batances, Edwin Diaz. I will say, there's, there's bad years in Batances, but there's good years in him, too. And I, mm-hmm. I would be reasonably willing to wager you will see the Yankee, like, prime Yankees down Batances at some point. I mean, we have him for one more year, and I think we're paying him, like, 10 mil this year. So, like, I'm willing to give him another shot, but. Yeah. I have a yeah. – uh, here's an interesting name, and this might be a – you know, where we transition to the Yankees, but Tommy Canley is a free agent. This, uh, and I don't think he's, I think he stated he doesn't want to come back to the Yankees, right? He did not have a good year either. Yeah. He got the, Yankees, really, the Yankees are better off without him. Yeah. He was, he was not consistent or effective really this year. And it's unfortunate because I mean, previously he'd been truly unbelievable, you know, at moments, but the Yankees, I don't really know. <laughs> If he doesn't want to come back, he doesn't want to come back. It's not much we can do about that. Again, there's there's pieces on the market that I think are could easily replace his production, if not 
more so and probably at a cheaper price from what yeah. they were going to give him. Uh, so Matt Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> he is available technically. So if the Yankees want to give him a call. Matt Harvey is available. Well, quickly. So I, I do want to go to the Yankees, but Pat, um, do you have any just like last thoughts on what you think the Mets should do as well? I mean, I would like to see them. I mean, I think it would be Trevor Bauer, if it's for a one-year contract, I, I don't think it would be the end of the world. I think it's a move that, you know, even, even like the worst case, like he has a bad year, gets hurt or whatever is still not, um, too backbreaking, I think, for this organization and their ability to spend money moving forward. To me, it's always been—I mean, assuming that their starting pitching can stay healthy, um, regardless of whether they they sign Bauer or not. I think if Syndergaard can come back and be effective in Stroman, that's that's those are two. Those are both huge. Uh, and if Peterson can be something from what he was last year, I know um, their their pitching was lacked consistency. When you look at Porcello and Walker, which were really both not good. They, 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 they were terrible. Any the entire year. Maybe Walker had one good start. I think they should focus on bullpen for that reason, because then, like you said, that that means Seth Lugo can retain his role in the bullpen, um, take some pressure off. If Dylan Batances can recover, if they if they sign like any of the the name or a couple of the names we just talked about, I think mm-hmm. uh, their offense is good enough where they can be a contender. I I, I think the offense I'm is good enough right now. I, I to if they can excel in the, in the other categories. They need a catcher. That's definitely for sure. They need a catcher. Yeah. But I do agree with you. The offense as it stands is good enough to put them in contention. Yeah. If they can make not, that. Right not amazing, but like it, it, it's a, get a very good core. I think they have they a very were, good core. I believe they were number. Don't hold me to this. I think they were, they number, were number one, one in batting average in batting average this year. Yep. But so, you know, I mean, that, I know that, that doesn't mean all that much, but. You know, you need, to, know. need to get the hits at the right times. Yeah. You guys want, uh, you guys want Gary? We'll give you Gary. <laughs> Apparently, we no. won't do contract to Gary. Stay away. I don't want any Sean, Doolittle, Gary. Sean Doolittle's another name you can bring back on a short. Uh, Doolittle will um, did very did very well for uh, for Washington. Yeah, that's true. Well, he he can't pitch against the Mets. That's the only. Uh, <laughs> he's a lot of blown saves against the Mets. Regardless, the, the Mets work is cut out for them. They have to make a lot of moves to get better. They were not. You know, they were supposed to be a, a near playoff team last year and they weren't. So they have a, a lot of work to do if they want to actually get into the level of contention. But it's going to be exciting because for the first time, like I said at the beginning, in a very long time, there's competent ownership and an owner who wants to spend money to make them good. So it's going to be a fun couple of months leading up to spring training in February for the Mets at least. So hopefully some good moves are made. We'll see. Fingers crossed. But speaking about... Wait, wait, before you go. Oh, yeah, because we're... Go ahead. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> So my third conspiracy theory is, okay, so we know Steve Cohen, real-life inspiration for Bobby Axelrod from Billions. If you've seen Billions, there's a lot of insider trading and stock manipulation that goes on. Do you think that Steve Cohen called up one of his boys and was like, hey, let's make this Robinson Cano problem disappear? And like, I don't know. He was like suntanning down in the, in the Dominican Republic one day. And they just, you know, they just slipped a little, little, little bit in his arm or they put a little bit of HTH in his mojito. I don't know, but I'm just saying, is it possible that Stevie Cohen manipulated the situation to free up those $24 million in cap space? I mean, it's definitely possible. Bravo to him. Yeah. Again, like I said, it, Literally, the situation couldn't be better from a Mets perspective because yeah. they have a better Robbie, second baseman than Jeff McNeil. They're paying, overpaying him so much money, and they still owe him fucking sixty million dollars the next two years. Like it's. Uh, did, did Robbie Cano vehemently denying the the, the tests? Like uh, I don't. Uh, is there evidence no for this? I don't, 
I don't okay. know. No, he totally he's also did. This is his second positive yeah. test. So he's already. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> think twice. It's a guy who's already tested positive. They're like, ah, it's perfect. This is another fall guy situation. Okay, can we yeah. talk about the Yankees? We'll say he has to be a fucking bullshit <laughs> now, please. There's so yes. much to say about the Yankees. Smooth transition to the Yankees, yes. Being sorry, no, but the floor is yours. So, so the Yankees' biggest issue, obviously, I mean, I might dare say their only issue is pitching. Uh, um, no, a couple issues. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to figure out what you're going to do with DJ. You got to figure him. out that. You got to you got to figure out the middle infield. So you got to be looking pretty good for the for another the middle infield that's figured out. Glaber is a ter- infielders on the roster right now. Miguel Andujar, Theo Estrada, Mike Ford, Glaber Torres, Gio Urshela, Luke Wade. Infield figured out. DJ Glaber or not, Torres, they got it. Glaber Torres, Glaber Torres is a sub is a subpar shortstop. So either you so you move him back to second base when you lose DJ, and then you move Tyler Wade to shortstop because that's where he's supposed you, to be playing. But then you but then you lose DJ. He's the Gold Glover on the roster. So like. Do you pay DJ? He was also an MVP candidate this the last two exactly. years. Yeah, they're yeah, gonna so pay DJ. That's but then, it's what, not, what do you like? That's not a problem. What do you do with Glaber? So then you get rid of Glaber and you try to go for somebody like Lindor. No, you leave Glaber at shortstop. He might be a suboptimal shortstop, but he's still not a bad shortstop by any stretch of the imagination. And Gio Urshela is much better at third base than he is at short. In fact, should yeah. have won the Gold Glove this year at third base, and it's a fucking crime that he didn't. I would agree with that, Kyle. I think I think Luke like Luke is great at first. I think that Gio's great at third, and that DJ should stay where he is as well. But like, it's your shortstop. Like, like I know you love Glaber, but Glaber wasn't that good to the point where you like have to keep a guy like Glaber Torres around. If yes, you're not you move do. Him Get back the fuck out of here. You absolutely <laughs> have to keep <laughs> a guy like Glaber Torres. What the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? He's. Oh, he's move, objectively one of the best him. prospects in the majors. Objectively. But you get rid of him and you go after Lindor for a short You're stop? an idiot. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Right. He's older and and arguably a little bit better. But so is your whole core. So you're either going to make your moves now and try to get the best possible team out on the field right now or do it in the – No, 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 no. Just because you want to be aggressive Mike's about your – Most GM Dan, Dan or, and or Pat, can you players. please back me up for the love of God? So, Mike, I'll give Mike this. Mike is correct that he is a subpar defensive shortstop. Yes. Offensively, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who hits as well as he does at the position. Or in the infield. Like, yes, you have, like, I would say, like, Lindor, Corey Seager. Uh, There's a few guys above him offensively and, like, all around. But, like, he's not, like, terribly far off. At least offensively. Defensively. Brian Cashman Defensively is much – yeah, it's much ahead. easier to work on defensive things than it is to, you know, work on your hitting. Like it's all about right. Fielding you know, a grounder is it's far easier than hitting a ninety-nine mile an hour fastball. And he's what twenty-five. That's like that's like saying you wanted to get rid of Derek Jeter because he wasn't a very good hitter. But Derek Jeter was a good hitter. He was an average hitter. He was a never hit. Oh, they said it. Jeter was an average hitter. Title of that: Dirt Jeter was an average hitter. <laughs> Dude, he batted three ten with thirty five hundred hits, but he was an average hitter. <laughs> he he has longevity, okay. Kyle, I'm, you've just been funneling what, what I've been saying for years, so thank you. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm, my, my, whole, my whole point is that like if you sign DJ to like a three or a four year extension and it's twenty something mil or twenty twenty something mil, do you like try to do something to really get yourself a great shortstop? Uh, in the infield, I, instead of instead of Glaber, he's also 23. I just realized that he's still 23 years old. 
Yeah, yes. Good. DJ LeMay oh, was you... 32. You're going to give DJ a long deal and get rid of Glaber Torres? You yeah, smoking you can't, crack? You, you can't give up on a 23-year-old who's done what Torres has done already. There's no way. But you're also not what gonna, are you talking about? You're also not going to give up on DJ, and DJ is going to demand a, a term deal with some... Yes, he, and if you wants... have... If, okay, so if you're saying we need to get rid of someone, Tyler Wade can go fuck himself. Problem solved. You're, and, you're, you're creating a problem with, with Glaber that isn't there. Here's the thing, too. The problem, I think, with the Yankees is not the price of, of DJ. It's the years, because he wants five years, 100. And the Yankees are not really budging on the fifth year. They want to keep him at, like, a four-year, like, 80. Um, I, don't want, I don't want a guy who's got to play second base at 37 years old. We, yeah, have, have, we have designated hitters. I mean, do you, though? Because Stanton's always hurt. And, like, eventually you're Judge is, is never on the field for more than Judge, 120 games a year. Yeah. Gary's going to be the – Gary. because okay, so you have Gary DH. He certainly isn't the starting catcher. I mean, that's fair. I don't know. They, they, there's the... there are, okay, from what I've read, they're extending him an offer to, as a backup catcher DH because Eric Cole has spoken and kind of said to the pitching coaches that, hey, Higashioka knows what he's doing, Garrett doesn't. That's what we need. And I think if you look at the end of the season and the playoffs, I mean, the Yankees had one catcher and one guy who was kind of a fucking backstop. Mm-hmm. So and, and his hitting did not justify him being in the lineup consistently too. No, and Ty, uh, and uh, Higgy also hit like three hundred in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my point. Sure. And he's young too. And he's like, he's not. He's not young. He's older than Gary. He's twenty nine, right? Yes, he is. He's twenty nine. No, he's just taking for. Or he's. Uh, let's see. I'm on there. Born nineteen ninety. So he's turning thirty. He'll be thirty when the season starts. Oh, his birthday's four twenty. That's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Higgy, I knew I liked you. Sign the man. Gary's 28, so it's like he's going to be – I mean, yeah, yeah, you you extend the offer to Gary. Hopefully they don't have to pay him a lot of money because certainly he's not worth it. But I think aside from all that, the fact that the Yankees truly don't have real problems other than maybe re-signing DJ, other than their pitching, you know, I think with the developments, it's it's not as bad as people think. Sounds like – not that I'm happy about this, but it sounds like Domingo Herman has been persuaded to return to the Yankees. He's listed on their roster. Uh, we're also going to be getting Seve back post-surgery. Uh, hopefully that'll be good. You got Garrett Cole. Odds are Tanaka will take a cheap deal to stay with the Yankees. That's what it's sounding like. He's not going anywhere else. He's going to play yeah. for. Yeah. 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 He, uh, just a, you know, an, a really good, consistent pitcher. He, and then I think you've got to look middle. at somebody like Jordan Montgomery to maybe be your fifth starter. He's, you know, they keep sticking him in the bullpen, and that's really not where he's happy. Um, he comes in, pitches one inning, it does pretty well, and then gets pulled. And I think there's certainly space to let him go there. I'm, you know, I'm happy-ish with the bullpen. Chad Green's got to have a better season than he did this year. Adovino, Adovino's just got to step up every single time they ask him to. And I think that's been the issue, is that it was just a little bit of a lack of consistency. I think Canely not having a good season definitely led to a trickle-down effect of people having to come in and clean up a lot of messes that weren't necessarily theirs. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm very optimistic overall, provided they can, uh, you know, get Tanaka back. I think that would be a bigger plug than, or you know, a, plugs a bigger hole than people think. Yeah, and they will. I don't I don't envision any scenario where Tanaka goes to any other team besides the Yankees. He, I think he's comfortable there, and yeah, I don't I don't think he wants to. Right. I, he doesn't I, want I don't to. Think he, he, he didn't like. He was good. He was solid. But he wasn't like that desirable that someone's going to like come off. He, he's he's a good. He's a solid middle to lower. Like he's a good person to have. He's he's mm-hmm. plus there's yeah. a lot of money. Like he's going to be a lot of money coming off the book. So if they can sign him to a team friendly deal, that'll really help. 
with everybody else because he was like he was making like twenty million. Yeah. So like him coming off, there's a lot of there's a lot of decent sized contracts for the first time. The Yankees actually have some money to play with. I think they only have like 150 million out on the street right now. Yeah, you. From what I'm seeing, the Yankees payroll stands as of right now at 169. Nice. Oh, nice. Um, no, but the Yankees are always like kind of right at the threshold. So they arguably are going to spend between 30 and 40 mil in the off season. So, so Tanaka was 22.1, which is going to get knocked down if he stays with the team. They're not going to pay him 22. Significant. No, they'll probably give him between five and ten. Yeah. You lose the you, you lose the Jacoby Ellsbury contract, which is another twenty two million, which is huge. Uh, yeah, Hap, Paxton, and then I mean the list that I'm looking at here has DJ's contract coming off the book, but like DJ's going to get twenty million if he stays. They'll probably yeah. backload it though. Definitely, yeah, they'll backload it so that he only is like a ten million dollar cap hit this year as opposed to twenty. Yeah. The money thing also, I guess, is the Yankee fan. I've been spoiled my whole life thinking money isn't really isn't a fucking issue because we'll just pay the luxury tax if it comes to it. This you know, year, probably day, not. Yeah, yeah, this year, probably not. But, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's struggling, but, you know, still the New York Yankees. I'm sure there's, there's, there's a couple hundred million in the bank, if not more. <laughs> but they've so, also, like, Cashman's also said that he's not trying to spend, like, he's not trying to mortgage the house this year. Like, he's well, I also think there's, there's really no one that the, could fit on the Yankees to mortgage the house for. I think he was kind of saying that to be like, hey, we're not getting Trevor Bauer. Yeah, other than Bauer. <laughs> okay. no, do you guys really need him? That's like... No, absolutely not. I Because I know that if they got him, knowing our luck, he would show up and be a, a fucking egg for $42 million. Like I'm saying. Be a total so, Garrett Cole. No, but I think he's also, to, like, don't, don't Cole and Bauer hate each other? Isn't that actually a thing? Yeah, they don't like each other at all. I'm pretty sure they have like a feud that dates back to like high school. Like they college. They hate each other. A fist or college. In college. Yeah. Yeah, they played for the kidding. same team. Yep. No, they play, play, both played for UCLA, and they got in a fist fight at a practice. <laughs> yep, that's oh, what I it is. I didn't know that. Yep. Oh, yeah. no, they hate Joe's guts. I, I, I knew I, I heard that. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah, no, he's not going to the Yankees. Yeah, I, listen, I, it's, it, it is what it is. They, I, they, can make, they can make do with the pitching of have, provided Herman comes back and, you know, actually wants to play the fucking game. Savvy, I have no doubts. As long as he's healthy, he comes back. He's a killer when he's, yeah. when he, you know, when he's Savvy's back in June. Um, yeah. He should be back before then. I mean, either way, that means you have him for the, the playoff stretch. Yeah, so that's, you that's, have him for the large, large, large majority of the season. It's going to be a little lean, I think, at the beginning of the season, you know, waiting for Severino and, and maybe having to kind of ragtag a rotation together. But there's some people they could possibly go and pick up. You know, no, no big names. I don't think re-signing Paxton or Hap is a good idea. And I think if you're going to pick out of those two, it's Paxton. And mm-hmm. you give him one year for not that much because Hap has proven that he is uh, nothing if not a dumpster fire. He's incapable. Uh, yeah. And I think that Debbie Garcia too is going to be huge for the Yankees. Yeah, you, you um, gotta work you gotta work your young guys. He needs a start. He needs he needs a spot in the rotation, in my opinion. He doesn't need to be coming out of the bullpen and he doesn't need to be coming out after one fucking half an inning in a game oh. he's doing well in. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was, that was awful. Series. Also, the, here's the biggest issue with, with the Yankees in twenty twenty one. Aaron Boone. Is he gonna overmanage in situations for the third consecutive year? You think he's on the hot seat if they don't uh, – they struggle if out they of the if, if he pulls another fucking thing like he has the last two seasons and they lose, absolutely. I would get rid of him. I don't think he's a spectacular manager. He is a manager with an unbelievably talented squad below him. He reminds me of Steve Kerr. Yeah. He's it's Steve hard Kerr not to look good when, you're, when your infield is, uh, you know, Gio Urshela, Gleyber Torres, DJ LeMayo, and Luke Voigt. Like you're, you're, and your outfield is Aaron Hicks, Aaron Judge, and Brett Gardner. Like you know, you're gonna look pretty good with G, with, you know, with John Carlo as your fucking DH. 
regardless, I could fucking sit in the dugout and look like an asshole. But I just think he's got to get over this overmanaging thing. And I know he has a really high win percentage, but again, he's probably come into one of the more talented Yankee rosters that any manager has come into. I was like, he, you know, he, he was a handed time. a World Series contender on a silver platter. Like yeah, that's, also, that doesn't happen. <laughs> you have to give him credit. You have to give him credit for dealing with the Yankees have been in a very unhealthy team for the last two years, two plus years. I like from, a, from an injury give him standpoint. credit for that. Yeah, I give, I give yeah. the, the roster that he was given was so deep. You could, those, the thing is the decisions that he had to make, none of them were hard decisions. The decisions that he went and made in crunch time scenarios were bad decisions. So I think you kind of need to, he needs to just stop listening to the analytics too much and imposing this like, oh, well, you know, the numbers, like, I should do this. There's a lot, of, there's a lot of people out there, unfortunately, that preach that. Yeah, if you yeah. look at um, this, like this most recent World Series, uh, Tampa, what's his face, was dealing through seven? Taking Charlie um, Morton. Oh, I mean, uh, that was Gla- Glass now, right? Tyler Glass now? No, no, it wasn't Glass now. No, it was Tyler, Charlie Morton, wasn't it? I think it was Morton. Or no, 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 no. Yeah. it was uh, Snell. Oh, Snell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Snell, yeah, Sorry. yeah. Um, but yeah, they t- took him out after like, one hit, I think, because the analytic- cause, cause of analytics. Mm-hmm. It's just like – It's got to be a balance. I don't know. You got you to have good baseball sense on top of that. It's so important. I mean, it's, that was what, mm-hmm. what A-Rod was saying, basically. I know that, you know, think what you will of A-Rod. But he, after that game, he went on like a little Twitter rant and did like a little thread basically saying like, you know, I get that analytics are a huge part of the game now. And they, they are – you know, they do help predict and to a certain extent are, are, are sure, great. of course. But you can't live and die by them. It's, A-Rod said the same thing. You have to have a baseball sense. You have to understand what's going on. And if a guy's mm-hmm. out there dealing – I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, you let him go. Yeah, All this, uh, not even that. The, the, the analytics didn't even say to take him out because he was actually, I think statistically, he was better that like third time through the lineup or something like that. Well, um, no, I think he had I think his third time through the lineup was one of the larger like increases in, in the majors. Um, and that was what he was worried about. But, uh, you know, th- that's, that's in a vacuum in a regular season game. That's not in you know, World Series game seven, all the pressure in the world scenario. Right. He was so, also at that point still the yeah. reigning oh, Cy Young of the American League, absolutely just dealing. And you yeah. let the guy go until mm-hmm. his arm and, fall off. And, like you just – And yeah. they brought in a guy – I think they brought in Anderson or um, – they brought in someone who really struggled yeah, in the playoff. I forget his name. Like he was a good reliever, but like just was not – the entire playoff long was not feeling it. And he gave up, you know, obviously the, the, what yeah. ended up being the game when he runs. So what do you, um, so I guess that's a, a good moment to ask the question of what do we think about the Tampa Bay Rays? Are they going to be back or is that like a soul crushing loss? No, I mean, they're, they're still a very good team. And I know Kyle, you've been, you guys have both been pretty vocal about how much you don't like them as like a group of people. Yeah. Um, the organization though as a whole, similar to like how the Yankees have been in the Dodgers draft very well. Yeah, so it's a very well-run team. Very well-run team. So I don't think they're going anywhere, um, per se. I, I do think the Yankees in the full season will win the division this year. Yeah, um, I But I do think that they will still be caught on their tail and, like, probably yeah, be the probably. one wild card. They'll, they'll, they should probably take the first wild card spot pretty yeah. easily, I would imagine. But, I mean, a lot of people also – a lot of things clicked for that team, too, last year. So I, Also, I, a Rosarena sounds like he's not going to well, be playing so, baseball. He was arrested in Mexico on assault and kidnapping charges. Um, for stealing his daughters from his divorce, uh, you know, their, their mother, um, and then assaulting her father. Maria, so it doesn't, I would assume that's going to impact him. Yeah. I think they're still doing their investigation. So, well, 
it's, yeah. he's not a Yankee, so it'll probably take them. Oh, well, look, it's the end of the season. Oh, he played the whole year? Shit. MLB, MLB domestic abuse uh, investigations. This is worthless. You're not wrong, though. Dude, that and football, dude. Yeah, they're not NFL bad, but like... It's still yeah, bad. bad. Like the the Mets, Mets fans should compared go. To the, compared to the I drug, say, Jose to the Reyes testing. came back within a year of getting arrested. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, well, the wife didn't press charges that one. No, but still, like, come yeah. on. Um, we we all so, know what happened. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the same thing with Domingo Herman, which is why I'm not psyched about having him back. And if you know he decides he doesn't want to play baseball, that's fine with me. Um, mm-hmm. Charlie Morton was uh, did not have his option picked up by the Rays. They declined a fifteen million dollar option on the thirty seven year old for twenty twenty one. Uh, he stated his intent to stay within the southern market. Uh, he lives Where's in St. Petersburg, Florida. So, do we think anyone will, you know, take a risk on him? Obviously, it won't be 15 million. He's a great pitcher, but again, 37 years old and really doesn't want to go anywhere else. So, do you? He think- signed with Atlanta, dude. Did he sign with Atlanta? He signed with Atlanta like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, really? Yeah. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> okay. I'm literally reading an article that's been updated. Like, oh, yesterday this guy did this, and there's no update yeah. here. Mm-mm. Yeah, he signed with Atlanta two weeks ago. So their staff is now lethal. Oh, they're loaded. Atlanta's arguably the best team in the National League. Just from a talent standpoint. Yeah, it's true. Yep, true. Atlanta Braves. Yeah. I mean, Which is frustrating for, for us. Now, but... So the Dodgers are a little bit just... – He's also got his I mean, World there's... Series, which means he's never going to be good in the playoffs ever again. Yeah. He's going to be back to his old ways. Yeah, um, one, one year, 15 million too. Okay, so we got exactly what the raised option was. Interesting. I'm – Kind of shocked that they paid him that much when they could have totally offered him less, and he probably still would have said yes. I mean, he he killed it. He he deserves a decent payday. Like he had a really good year. So his career is so odd. He was just like, I'm done. So strange. No, wait, now I'm back. <laughs> People don't do that. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna turn it on at 34 years old. It's fun. But before we uh, kind of wrap things up, and go to our closing little things here. Official predictions from both of you guys. What do you think is the ideal offseason for the Yankees? If if like again, money not a factor. Like just your ideal moves to make the team the top contender in, in the MLB? DJ. Uh, if it's, yeah. Well, if it's me, you sign DJ, you re-sign to knock on a sensible deal. Uh, you either don't sign or sign and trade Gary. Uh, you bring up Higgy as your number one catcher, and there is they have a very highly touted catching prospect who came up at the very, very, very end of the regular season this year, who looked good in the few games that he played, looked, looked very sharp, and got some compliments from the guys on the staff. Mm-hmm. And then I think you kind of go from there. Um, you have a surplus of guys in the outfield. You have a surplus of guys in the infield. You have, you know, uh, probably, arguably, in a, on a completely healthy day, the deepest roster in the MLB. Yeah. And I think you just need to work on getting consistency from the already, you know, very talented pitchers you have in your bullpen. But ideal offseason is, you know, get DJ on a deal that isn't Jacoby Ellsbury like. And, Sign and trade for Gary, you know, get rid of him or don't sign him. And then, you know, to knock on something sensible, which that to me is like a, that's a done deal. It's Brian Cashman. He's not going to fuck that up. I also, am, that's why like DJ too, to, in my mind is already signed. It's Brian Cashman. He's, he's not going to let him go unless he asks for something stupid. And if he asks for something stupid, like Cano did, he'll let him go. It's fine. The Yankees will make two. Would you give him five years, a hundred, which is what he's asking for? No, I don't want a 37 year old playing second base. Would you give him a different uh, shorter term, slightly more money? Like you give him like, Four years, eighty-eight million. Yeah, probably. So like that fifth year, 
because that fourth year you can always be, or maybe three years in a, in a team option for four at a, at a nice number and make that last. But he's year not going to want to go less fat. He's not going to want to go less. Yeah. But if you give him a, a three and a three yeah. and one with a team option for a fat paycheck in the fourth year, he's going to play his ass off. True. I, th- I think it's been noted that he just wants the stability and security more of, of the years as opposed to. Yeah. So the, give him a four year deal. Value. I, you know, five is five is maybe, you know, maybe then you do four and one. You say, okay, we'll give you five if you're still fucking worth it. Yeah. I just don't think that it's wise. As good as DJ is and as good as, you know, he's been very consistently good his entire career. I don't think that it's wise with such a young infield core to leave this guy here until he's 37. Um, you know, you could possibly freeze out guys that are coming off through the system who could are, are definitely very talented because it's the, again, the Yankees farm system is Brian Cashman and, you know, guys like Tyler Wade, who've kind of been up and down for the last five, six years, who are fairly consistently good young players. You know, you could maybe see him being used a little bit more. And I, like I said, if DJ ends up asking for too much or too long, they do have the depth to, to move people around and to, you know, to not only make do, but still be a very, very, very good team. So I'm not really all that worried just provided they can figure out the starting pitching. So Mike, what do you think? Uh, I'm Ideal all season. I'm not going to rehash too much, but yeah, definitely DJ. Uh, you that's, that's the key part. Cause then once DJ is figured out, then you kind of know where else you're going. If you don't end up getting DJ move Glaber second base where he's most comfortable. And then you have a solid second baseman and then spend the money and get somebody like Lindor at, at shortstop and just kind of sure up that entire infield. Pitching, yeah, I agree. You need to sign all those team-friendly deals. It's good to get everybody off the book. Uh, Tanaka, it, as cheap as you can get Tanaka, the better. I think mm-hmm. this is a whole, but it really, um, you want to try to get rid of as many of those bad contracts or as many of the bad liabilities in the future going forward. I mean, you have got, you have a lot of guys, specifically like you have Judge and you have Urshela that are going to need some serious contracts in the next year. They're they're up, so like you want to sign these guys to some long-term, some some good deals, but you need to make sure you have the room for it so that you're not getting hammer on all these other bullshit contracts that are out there so try to get Tanaka back develop especially Debbie uh, Garcia is really going to be I think the kid's really going to be good um, get him going uh, try to get Higgy as your catcher try to get rid of Gary try to get something for Gary I, I and I say this every year and I will say this forever find any way possible to get rid of John Carlos and <laughs> get, get rid of the John Carlos and contract by any means necessary and you have to understand that that contract is never going anywhere, Mike. Just accept it. I approve. But, but it, wish, wishful thinking. I want to like, just, I'm always. Yeah, but don't think it. wishfully. This is the New York Yankees. We don't think wishfully. We think uh, sensibly. Yeah, they're doing well, yeah. worse. I, I, yeah. We also need to go back to one thing. And I, and I read a very interesting article on it um, earlier in the day when I was preparing for this is the Yankees need to go back to a world series or bust mindset. Because Steinbrenner's kids are not maintaining the, the, the George Steinbrenner mindset as if we don't win a World Series, the year was a complete and utter failure. And, like, you have to like – you can't – there's no more building years. We have to, like, go back to the successful Yankees mindset that really uh, made them – that was made them such a dynasty team for so long. Um, I, I could probably send you guys the article. It's very interesting. But, like, Hal and Hank do not have the same mindset as their father. No, they're both they're fucking soft to, as hell. Like you said, they're willing to let a – they're both soft. Exactly. And that's, that goes to your whole Aaron, your Aaron Boone thing. Like, do I think, like you said, Aaron Boone does overmanage games, but they're going to give a guy like Aaron Boone because he's got a high win percentage and he's brought them to the playoffs fairly deep multiple times. Like, they're going to let him keep going. That, and so there isn't that pressure. You need to, like, reinstitute that, that hey, if you don't I, I also series, think that 
Brian Cashman has the clout to, to sit the two of them down and say, okay, listen to me. X, Y, Z needs to happen. Because I think they know that their dad trusted Cashman. So they in turn will obviously trust Brian Cashman, who is arguably the greatest GM in the history of professional sports in America. That's so, a valid argument. Yes. Yeah. So I think if, if Cashman says, listen, Boone's got to go, I don't think that the Steinbrenners will say no to that. But I, I understand what you mean. Like they, they don't, Hal doesn't have that mentality of, you know, it's got to happen now or it was a failure. And I don't necessarily want to go back to living like that as a Yankees fan because that's not how sports work in America. Especially um, baseball. Especially baseball. But I think that it, that mentality needs to be around now because like we're only going to have these guys at this, you know, we, we have a very small window of opportunity here before we got to pay fucking everybody. A lot of money. You have, you have one year. You have literally one year, and so you have to pay some significant contracts. Yeah. So it's got to happen now. I, th- I think they had a win-now mentality last year, and I think COVID hit, and then I think it was, it was just a little bit different. I think it was more like, okay, survive. Okay, we're in the season. Who's going to play? How's it going to go? What's going to happen? Um, but the win-now mentality this year has to be there. And, you know, if, if it isn't, it's absolutely on, on the Sam Renners. Um, which is weird. It's weird to talk critically about Yankees ownership, but I agree they don't have that. That you know, still the the inner their inner bastard that George had is not really developed. There's, there's things that need to be done. I mean, I'm never I'm a Yankees fan, so I'm never super worried about the season. But it's like, hey guys, let's you know we're we're getting a little impatient here. You have a great team, and your team isn't getting any younger. Chapman's not getting any younger. Cole's only you know he's still a young guy, but he's. You know, he's starting to get close. Okay, to don't say starting. We just gave him a fucking 10-year deal. <laughs> don't um, say that because that's not even, like, factually accurate. So, shh. But I'm just saying there's a, lot, there's a lot of guys that are getting on the wrong side of 30 that are coming up. You have DJ's 32. So you're going to sign him to a nice deal. So you have one or two more years of his peak peak, and then he's going to start to get pride. I would argue age isn't the issue. I would argue the issue in the Yankees is a surplus of youth. You got to pay a lot of, you know, what Aaron Judge isn't young, so to speak, but his, his explosion on the scene is fairly young. Geo is very young. Glaber is very young. Like, I know it's Voight's Clint 30. Frazier, he's young. Voight, yeah, yeah, Voight's 30. I didn't know that. I thought he was a lot younger. I thought he was like 25. Yeah. I mean, but uh, what I will say is, as a 30 year old guy, he went from a refrigerator, like a sub zero, like a, like a, like a, like one of them fucking like professional sub-zeros that's literally gigantic to like mm-hmm. a really nice inline sub-zero this year that was very slim and efficient and in shape. It was like the sleek um, for like the PlayStation. It was like a slim. sleek refrigerator. Yes. And it, and it obviously made a difference. It completely yeah. changed his game. He changed his, his swing and he lost all that weight and he was an MVP candidate. <laughs> yeah. He did what uh, Pete Alonso needs to do. To maybe, not, not as maybe as an extreme way, but Pete needs to put on a little more. He needs to slim down. A little, yeah, he needs to slim down a little bit. But I know that he's. Yeah, I can't be critical of Pete because Pete's awesome. So I know. I mean, I love him too, but he needs to just a little bit. I think he needs to get in fighting shape. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just going to help his career last longer. If when you're more in shape, you know, it's it's hey, just you have longevity, hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something he needs to do. Yeah. I fucking Pete Alonso is awesome, though. I got to admit that he's, no, he's, 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 like he's such a doofy dude. Easier. It's like so wonderful. Pete and Aaron are like the fact that the both New York sports baseball teams have very likable like front men is 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 so so nice. Right. Yeah, I was right. say, and he's a New York spirited guy. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I Pete. Meaning my point. Yeah, 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 Pete. Yeah. No, I I would think that like overall 
feeling I get from just both sides is, I mean, it's clear that the Yankees are going to be arguably the you know favorites to win the World Series again this year. There's not a lot they have to do to get to that level. I agree about the starting pitching. Obviously, on the Mets side, there's a lot of optimism. Uh, they have a good core. There's a lot of money to spend this year, which is great. So a little bit more work that needs to be done, though. Well, significantly more work than the Yankees have, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll gladly concede that. No, but it's it's exciting for like New York sports. Like New York sports has just not been very good for a long time now, um, and it's kind of nice to see the Yankees and the Mets, to a lesser extent, start to kind of take that rise up to being prominent. So the city needs another title. It's been too long. Oh, it's been way too long. It is. Way just not the Nets, please, for the love of God. Not the Nets. <laughs> not the Nets. Hey, don't worry. The gods yeah. are not that mean. The Kevin Durant <laughs> doesn't fucking deserve another NBA title. The locker no. room will the locker room will implode. That's yes. yeah, we know that. There's no way the universe will let the Nets win a. a, a don't a say final. that because then the universe is gonna fucking hear you. No, 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 no. no. It's not gonna no, happen. No, 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 no. No I'm not, I don't even care. There's no way it happens. Right How many here. times did they lose? Like three times in a row, or whatever, in the early 2000s. Yeah, oh two, oh three, and then like team was like oh, they were filthy though. That team was yeah. disgusting. I'm saying that team was filthy. Like if that team didn't win, then like <laughs> this locker yeah, room this team, team is not going to no. take them all. No away. way. The only argument different there is that they have probably the third or fourth most prolific score in the history of the NBA on the team now. Who's so coming off a twenty? You've always got to allow that to be a possibility. It's yeah. true. Yeah, like, who's a devastating GLA? injury. Yeah, who's mm-hmm. for GLA? I wouldn't. I don't know. He's a snaky piece of shit, but I wouldn't count him out until uh, season's over. That'll that'll wrap things up for our little uh, baseball off-season preview. Little Formula One, little football. We kind of covered a few different grounds today, so that was that was fun to talk about all that. So, with that, let's go to our closing statements. So, everyone, as always, has one sentence to wrap up our conversation. So, yeah. Well, Mike, let's go to you. What do you have <laughs> closing statement? <laughs> uh what's up sports episodes always a good time um honestly these they're, they're a little bit longer bear with us but there's a lot to talk about we don't do them that often anymore so it's always good to do that however mm. on an unsports related on a non-sports related topic kyle and i were talking about this earlier and we figured we'd wait to drop this little bit on you guys until live this oh. is excellent what's about kfc has partnered with lifetime to create a mini movie, fifteen minutes, fifteen minutes called a mm-hmm. recipe for seduction, about Mario like Mario Lopez stars as Colonel Sanders <laughs> in like what? a lifetime TV TV movie. <laughs> I wish I was kidding you, but this is a real actual thing that's happening. Why? Why is this what the world needed? Why we needed I, I, uh, a weird Colonel Sanders movie, but. So continue talking, Mike. I'm going to bring something else. There's been too many Colonel Sanders in the last five years. So hold on. Here's the story from Market Watch today. It's it's for real. (laughs) Readers, this is a real thing that's actually happening. KFC is spicing up the holidays with a new quote mini movie and a 15-minute film slash commercial that will air on Lifetime Network on December the 13th. Um, So so far this year, Yum! Brands has been really into marketing. So they've, so they've done the following things this year. So far, KFC has sold a fried chicken scented fire log at Walmart because we know you want it, fatties. Um, Ooh, fire and log. Pizza Hut created an original pan pizza weighted blanket that was 150 US dollars. Weighted blankets are not cheap. I, I, will, I will give you that. No, they're not, but it looked like a pan pizza. 
You can buy a blanket that makes you look like a burrito and you can roll yourself into a burrito. So why can't you? Have a <laughs> because it's from burrito fucking, status. It's from fucking Pizza Hut, Mike. That's why you can't have a pan pizza. Dude, have you heard about Middle America? It's a thing. Yes, I have. And it's very unfortunate. You should check um, out a map. So, yeah. So, Yum Brands is doing a lot of weird advertising shit this year. And Mario Lopez is a somehow Hispanic Colonel Sanders. And it's very confusing. And the trailer is. I implore kiss. you. I, I implore you to go. We'll on. send it in the group chat. Yeah. But yeah, we'll also post on Instagram this. for all our readers. No, no joke. In the trailer, there's a point where he goes like, one of the guys goes like, "This is over for you, chicken man." Like I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the level of writing is exactly as fucking oh, terrible as you would think. It is porn <laughs> writing. It's like it's like porn <laughs> porn scripts level bad writing. <laughs> Yeah, it really Wait, is. It's it's porn script level bad. The only way we could have got this could have been better is if we got Steven Seagal to, to start it somehow. Like <laughs> villain, just to, just to round off our little Mario Lopez moment here. Oh, Mario yeah. Lopez is also going to be starring in a Lifetime original movie this year called, and you're not ready for this, Feliz Navidad. <laughs> oh, oh, why? <laughs> And the best part is it's Feliz Navi and then dad is in all caps. Yeah. But it's in caps. So it's not just like Feliz Navi dad. It's like in caps at the end of the word. Jesus. That's not even dad in Spanish. That's awful. It's not. (laughs) It's not even. It's just like, it's proof that white people need to be stopped at any and all cost because shit like that happens. So I just Googled the, um, and I pulled up the YouTube video for the, the trailer. So I can show you guys in a little bit, but Every suggested video off of the trailer for Recipe for Seduction are all SNL skits. That's how fucking ridiculous this <laughs> <it> is. <laughs> Mike, is that all you had? Mario oh, Lopez yeah. uh, starring as Colonel Sanders. That and the that and there's aliens again. Oh yes, Monolith, we, we, we did know this. No, but the, yeah, the, the aliens. There's like some Israeli guy, former defense minister, who was like, "Hey, there's this Galactic Federation and the United States and Israel." have been talking to them for years. So nope. that, 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 that's no, a, I, heard, I heard something about that. That is, that's really bad Israeli propaganda. That's what that is. Yep. They, they, they struck an agreement with some- uh, not, But if there was that level of aliens, we wouldn't have shared it with only the Israelis. There would have been other countries that can, what's the word, go to space that might've been involved Dude, in that Israel is one as like probably the second best air force in the world, just saying. Yes, but air flying around in the atmosphere and flying out of the atmosphere are two very different things. Yep. True, but also all their planes are from us, so. Well, you still need to fly the planes. This wasn't supposed to be a history lesson. It was just saying that the Israelis are saying that <laughs> No, it's that guy probably got a little high on crack and then decided he was going to break that story because no, it just dude, doesn't even sound feasible. Dude, he's like 87. It was probably like Prevagen and he took one too many and he just like... Um, wow, so... Uh... Mario Lopez and Aliens. <laughs> yeah, what a way to a weird one. wrap it up. We, we spent like 10 minutes on that, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. Um, so the esteemed Patrick K. Assault, I've, I've been doing it every week now. You, you see that, Pat? I, I always give mm-hmm. you the, the extra couple of titles here. So, <laughs> do you have something really besides Mario Lopez and Aliens? You know I do. One, uh, McRib is back. Oh, yes. And number two, uh, really tying together the whole um, sports thing. Uh, yeah, lizards, I found out, are the only group of amniotes capable of tail regeneration. But uh, I'm sorry, uh, both salamanders and lizards can. I didn't know that they were the only ones. 
Are we still I, talking I, I, about I, like <laughs> ripping, gripping, and ripping it? Like talking about jerking off and ripping your dick off? Like if it could regrow? Yeah, we were talking. Listen, I've been thinking about it the entire episode. Plus two hours. And I needed to say something. <laughs> what happened the moment before Dan hit record? By the way, just for all our readers, <laughs> looking at the, looking into the behavior of how of of lizards specifically, um, is what is what I'm excited to to discuss this week. So yeah. <laughs> All right, tying a bow on the tying a, go, uh, a bow on the sports with that. How it's related? Uh, the New York Lizards are a lacrosse team. Yes, a very neat bow, Patrick. Thank you for that. <laughs> Good job. All right, points. so we have we have Mario Lopez, we have aliens, we have uh, lizards and salamanders. Mick Rib. Kyle, bring us home. <laughs> what are you? Mick Rib. Oh Christ! Mick Rib, I'm sorry. Um, yes. <laughs> Yeah, so in my closing statement, since I'm going to have to whip this out, oh, God. so there's a Nintendo World opening in Japan, I believe in Kyoto, and all I want to say is that it's going to be fucking really cool and that we should totally go. And also, why do we so desperately over-sexualize Mario and the whole universe? <laughs> He's a plumber. He's a plumber. He can straight up fix, fix. your leaky your pipes. Leaky pipes. <laughs> fix your leaky line. pipes. Yeah, so we over-sexualize Mario, and that's what I would like to hashtag stop white people 2021 over-sexualizing Mario. Oh, Very long hashtag, yeah. but I think it needs to be said. In- insert Mike. He's not white. He's Italian. <laughs> I think no, I think not, I... no, not stop Mario. Mario can keep doing Mario things. Stop the people that sexualize Mario. I think I think people sexualize Peach and then they have to use Ma- Mario. Mario is a human ber- is a human person with needs. When I say no, first of all, he's not. When I say <laughs> Mario, I mean the whole universe. I'm talking Peach. I'm talking Bowser. We're talking Toad. Peach is Yoshi. She she, she dinosaur on crack. Whatever the fuck he is. So yeah, Nintendo World looks like it's going to be really cool. Um, we should go, and people need to stop sexualizing Mario. And on that note, wear a mask social distance don't be stupid don't get coronavirus don't spread coronavirus it's truly not that hard don't complain about how difficult your fucking life is staying inside in covid unless you live in a new york city apartment and then you can complain yeah i'm not even sure how to to wrap this up Uh, this has got to be the weirdest 30 episodes in the closing statements we've ever had as a group nothing to do with what we talked about either (laughs) no no, absolutely nothing to do about baseball uh sport i i I looped in the sport you brought it back to the New York Lizards, which, you know, we didn't really talk about lacrosse, but, you know, <laughs> sure. I always like getting to talk about the Mets and not feel embarrassed when talking about it. So that was that was fun <laughs> for me. Just just to plead out to Uncle Stevie, keep doing what you're doing. What? You, you froze. <laughs> Did I freeze? Like, you froze when you were smiling, and I was like, he's so happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's so peaceful because the Mets are finally not a shit bag. Maybe I'll just end on that. Maybe just smiling like, deeply into the screen. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy, Mets fans. Uncle Stevie's here. He's, he's here and he's perfect. And hopefully, I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. By the time this podcast releases on Friday, which I guess will be the 11th or 10th, whatever it is, yeah, uh, one of the big five free agents of baseball will be signed. By the New York Mets? Not, not necessarily by the Mets, but just one of the big five will be off the board. Oh, so some of the people we were talking about tonight will be signed. Yeah, that's fair. I'm with that. So not everybody, but I think at least one. Well, that'll wrap things up for this sports episode 
of in conclusion we digress thank you guys for sticking with us through this whole time if you guys have any thoughts on anything we talked about tonight formula one football mets yankees aliens mario lopez mcrib anything at all coronavirus uh, let us know <laughs> you don't want to talk about anything uh, interact with us on social media uh, we're on instagram twitter posting more stuff on youtube now which is good we're on uh, anywhere you can find your podcast at this point spotify apple podcasts if you like what you hear throw us a subscribe give us a five-star rating yeah we'll we'll catch you guys on the next one uh sponsor mike's only fans this week we let mr and mrs matt take over my only fans all do- all donations will go to cover no. the bobby bonilla fund which has been set up <laughs> that's a lot of ball action peace out <laughs>